0: Hello and welcome to Spiritually Free with Kaylee Knapp What? New name alert, new name, hey All of the older episodes of Season 1 still have the old name, So just a heads up, it used to be Spirit Body with Kaylee Knapp Now it is Spiritually Free with Kaylee Knapp Thank you so, so much for joining me today I think I say something like this every single episode, but whenever I have a guest and then I go back and edit, I'm always blown away with the amount of wisdom that is shared. Like y'all, if I had just known the whole time that I had such wisdom surrounding me that like the people around me that I encounter know so much, I cannot believe that I did not take advantage of that before now. One last thing, if you want to connect with me on Instagram, I would love it. I will put my handle in the show notes because (laughs) I have not gotten the new handle yet. All right. Once again, so glad you're here and intro over. Let's go. I am here with Olivia Wetter. Olivia is a school psychologist turned life coach. She helps women understand and break through old patterns to have more fulfilling relationships. You can find her on Instagram at Live Life Coaching. That's L-I-V Life Coaching. I'll put it in the show notes. I reached out to Olivia because on Instagram, she talks a lot about self-care, self-love, and making yourself a priority. Um, At first glance, this might not seem spiritual, but I think prioritizing yourself and self-love are not only important topics, but they can sometimes be really tricky things to learn. Personally, I tend to have this fear that if I put myself first or make myself more of a priority, I'll become a selfish monster and I think a lot of us are taught that in order to be good we have to put everyone else first. So um, thank you so much Olivia for taking time to be here today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm
1: really happy to be here and I love talking about this so it's like the perfect topic. I could talk about it for hours.
0: Amazing. That's, That's good because I'm hoping that you'll talk for a little while. Um, So uh, what I wanted to start with is I'm wondering, could you speak a little bit about how you learn to love yourself and make yourself a priority?
1: Yes. So honestly, I feel like I had this and I know like you were just talking about spirituality, but I feel like this kind of does tie into it because I feel like I had this like awakening. Like I was, I would like define myself as a like chronic people pleaser. Like every single thing that I did was for everyone else around me. And it got to a point where it was so unhealthy for me because I lost myself. Like I didn't know like what my, my needs weren't being met by anyone around me. And it was causing a lot of resentment for me on my part towards other people that I loved and I cared about. And it wasn't necessarily their fault because I was honestly allowing it. So, So I had really poor boundaries with other people and it kind of ties back to that, like need for like seeking acceptance for other people. And I was always like this from when I was younger and I was kind of like put in that role as like the fixer of the family. So I kind of became conditioned to function in that way, especially as I got older. So I want to say like my early to mid twenties was when I started to realize that it was a problem for me. And I mean, it spilled out into like my family relationships, um, romantic relationships um, and work. And it just became such a problem that I was constantly overwhelmed. I was stressed. I felt burnt out. And that's kind of when I was like, Something needs to change here. And at first I thought that I needed to change some people around me and make them realize that they were putting too much on me. But what I really needed to do was help myself, like learn how to be assertive, learn how to create boundaries with people around me, whether they got mad or not and learn how to communicate in a way where people knew what my needs were. Cause a lot of the times, like I expected people to know, I expected them to be mind readers, and I feel like at that point in my life was when I was like, okay, like something needs to change, and it's actually me who needs to change um, certain things in my life, and when I started to work on those things, granted, it, it took a little time, it didn't happen overnight, you know, um, that's when a lot of things in my life started to shift and I say shift because it didn't feel good at first, honestly. Um, Some of it felt yucky because I did make people mad because they were so used to taking advantage of me that when they couldn't anymore, there were people who became very angry. And honestly, that's how I learned also to see like who had like the unhealthy patterns around me and who didn't. So it kind of like was just like this cycle of transformation for me, if you want to call it that.
0: Wow. Um, I'm really struck by, as you were saying all that, how I want to say how much courage it probably would have taken to do that, because I'm personally I'm terrible at boundaries like I I mean, (laughs) this whole like COVID social distancing has helped because like nobody's asking me for anything. But if I think back to like when I had like a corporate job. Not to I, not to talk about myself forever, but just as an example, in case anybody can relate, um, I, I did like graphic design work. And if somebody from another department would come and ask like, oh, we needed this, you know, I said that I needed it in a month, but really, can you do it in two weeks? If I knew that wasn't possible, instead of saying no, I would say, well, I could, but, and then I would list all the things that I had to do and hope that they would understand that then they'd be like that I couldn't do it. And they never would, because what I said was I could. That's like the very first thing that I said. So they'd be like, okay, great. (laughs) And um, I'm I'm only sharing that because if I put myself back in that spot and think like if I had to actually set a firm boundary or say no, that would be really scary. And, you know, I love that you say that because
1: Those were like where I had issues too. You know, I worked in a school and if you did a really good job, you were thrown more stuff on you as opposed Mm -hmm. to the other ones. And I was always the one that was like, okay, sure. And I would take on all this work. And it led me to such burnout because I was doing other people's jobs for them because I -hmm. didn't know how to say no. And honestly, that is like one of the first things I had to learn was to say no, but also learn how to say no without this like giant explanation. And it took time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it, it does take time. And I love that. You use that example of like, I could, but the other thing too that makes it hard is when we first learn to start, especially if you are the type of person that says yes a lot. I feel like it becomes a habit after a while because there's so many times where, like, instead of pausing, I would be like, Yeah, sure, okay, without even honestly like registering what the person was asking of me. And then I'd think about it later and I'd be like, we know I, I actually like, can't do that. Or like, I don't want to do that. Um, it's too much for me. I can't fit it in. And I would have all, this is where like the resentment and the frustration would start to come. And then I'm like, well, how do I address this? Like, how do I now go back and say no to this person? Cause it's just not feasible for me. And I feel like the one thing I learned Especially now, because, you know, there, there's, you know, we still as people pleasers or people who are genuinely like want to be there and do things for other people, I have to pause and be like, let me get back to you. Like if there's something that I'm unsure of, that way I have time to just process it, think about it. Can I actually do this? Do I want to actually do this? And then I go from there and then I will respond. And most people who respect you will like allow you that time to just be like, let me get back to you. Yeah,
0: that's, I think, really good practical advice. (laughs) So thank you. So what tools or methods would you recommend to anyone who is looking to either love themselves more or just to make themselves more of a priority?
1: Yeah. So I think, and, you know, just speaking back, like, I mean, I don't know if you have like a, a mixture of listeners, like male, female, um, but I just, I feel like this can go towards both, but I just kind of want to address the females for a second, because I feel like we are natural givers. Um, like we naturally want to do things for people that it starts to become a pattern for us. And we don't, like we'll neglect our own wants or needs just to make sure everyone else around us is taken care of and almost sometimes to a fault. And especially like if you have kids, like you feel even guiltier. I, you know, I don't have kids, so I can't put myself in that situation, but I can say that if I did have kids, like I know how much harder it would be because you want to make sure that they're happy and they have everything that sometimes it's so hard to just be like, okay, I need like me time and, um, you know, I was doing a guest coaching call once and I remember like, I just feel like this was, this helps me. So I always talk about this. I think of like every day that we have like a cup of water, like we start every day with a full glass of water and throughout the day, that's like our energy, right? Like every single day we wake up with that and throughout the day, you know, our cup of water starts to get depleted because we're putting our energy here there you know giving it to other people tasks job work whatever it is for you right and then by the end of the day you know we are water our cup of water is ends up being empty and it's our job to refill that cup of water so that by the next day we start with our full glass of water but what ends up happening is we don't do that because we're not meeting our own needs. And what ends up happening is imagine waking up the next day with an empty glass of water. So now where are you getting that water from? So without you realizing it, you're actually, you have to take more from the people around you in order to fill Your cup up because you didn't do it for yourself. And I always tell people if you think filling your own cup up is selfish, think of it as like, okay, well, if I'm not filling it up, then I have to have other people fill it up for me. And that makes me feel like that makes it more selfish than not. So I always say, like, Taking care of yourself is actually being selfful and not selfish. Um, so that you're able to, because when you're taking care of yourself and you're prioritizing yourself, you're able to have like the energy and the stamina to give to the people you want. Cause it's not a matter of not giving to other people, you know, like you can give to other people. It's okay. It's not a bad thing to want to do that. And this is something that I also had to learn too. Um, was that it's okay that I want to make other people happy, but I also have to make me happy first. Because if I'm not happy, then how can I make the other people around me happy? And I think that that was like one of the most helpful things for me in my journey to remember.
0: Yeah. Wow. That is, I think that's a phenomenal illustration because like, as you're saying that about how if you're not filling up your own cup, you basically have to take from other people. That's so true. Like, because if, if I think about any time that I'm like rude to the people around me or like really short with them, or it's always because I haven't taken time for myself or I haven't made myself enough of a priority to like, (laughs) to fill my cup or to be happy or whatever. Wow, yeah. I'm glad you said that because like I said I I tend to do that thing where I think like oh if I make myself a priority that's like bad or somebody I was talking um actually had a, a another guest talk about joy and she was a Christian and I grew up as a Christian and um and still am sort of <laughs> and one thing that a lot of times people teach in church is like, the key to joy is like Jesus, then others, then yourself. And whenever I hear that in church, I'm like, I don't really feel like that's necessarily correct. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Because if you put yourself last, you might almost become that person that always needs help or is always rude or is always burnt out. So yeah, wow. Thank you for that, that perspective. I feel like we get
1: stuck in like the day to day, right? Like we have all these things going on around us and we forget what our needs even are. So like, I always encourage people, like, what are the needs that you have that like, aren't being met right now that are kind of making you feel off or, you know, not making you feel your best. And then like making sure that need is actually met. And if it's something like, So for me, what I did to start putting back into myself is make sure 15 minutes every day, like I had my me time. I did something that was just for me. Um, Because when we think about it, we get so busy that we're like, I don't have time for that. Like, I don't have time to go for a 15 minute walk. I don't have time to, you know, whatever it is, like do that yoga for like 15 minutes and like... (sighs) We do. It's just a matter of prioritizing it. So like pre-scheduling it out in your day every single day. Um, And I know that like when I fall off and I don't do that, I can actually feel the difference how I feel in general. So I think it's like so powerful just to spend that time each day like doing, and it helps you learn to prioritize yourself, especially if you're used to not already doing that. And the people around you will... Respect that. You know, I know like some people get worried because like you might make someone mad. And when you do start creating those boundaries, start saying no, start being more assertive, that was the hardest thing for me was speaking up for myself and like finding my voice. When you start doing that, people will respond differently because they're so used to you functioning in a way that kind of was advantageous for them that when you shift things and they don't have as much access to you in the way that they did it's a change for them so it's uncomfortable so you will get some resistance but the people who have healthy boundaries themselves or respect you enough to understand that you're creating this new boundary will get used to it and they'll be like okay like this is how like this is how it's going to work for her now There are going to be people, though, that are going to continuously try to overstep those boundaries. And, you know, it's learning to, like, keep them in place and, like, stand up for yourself, which I think is the hardest part of the journey, um, honestly. And it just takes time. I tell people this all the time, like, be gentle with yourself. Like there's going to be times where it's going to be hard for you to continuously, especially I'm just going to use work for example. Cause I feel like that's where my boundaries were tested a lot. Um, because even, I know you said that word, um, I could, but mm-hmm. the other thing too that I noticed is that like, some people will say like, I can't, you know, I can't or, or whatever. And people will be like, Oh, well it'll just take a minute. Like that's kind of someone still pushing <laughs> boundary right it'll just take a minute you know and then you're like oh, fine so like that's you kind of like not staying clear on your boundary you're kind you mm-hmm. give it and then they get used to you giving in so it kind of like it just takes time to like continuously try to put them in place but also being gentle with yourself when you do kind of like back down to a situation and be like all right well next time
0: I'm gonna do better you know <laughs> Oh my gosh, I that's totally something I've done before where I'm like, I, I finally feel like I've worked up the courage to like set a boundary and say no. And then the other person is like, oh, but please, like it really won't take very long. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, like you don't know how hard it was for me to say no the first time. Definitely there are times where when that happens then I'm like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> but I appreciate that You're saying to be gentle with yourself because I mean that is a that's a big change and it seems oftentimes kind of scary. It is it's it's a huge
1: change. And I always like, you know, I'm always like tackle like one thing at a time. Sometimes when you're Mm -hmm. learning to like create healthier boundaries, sometimes it's easier to do it by like scenario, you know, like all right, you know that. this person keeps asking you for this and you know, this is going to be difficult for you. Or maybe this family member is continuously kind of like making you feel a certain way. So, you know, you need to like be more assertive with them. It's little by little, I think for me, like actually the first, it was a family member that I had to learn how to create boundaries around. And they were just a very aggressive person and, Honestly, that tested me so much, both in like standing my ground with my boundaries. And there were times where like I, you know, I gave in, but then you continue to, as you move on and you deal with that situation, that person, whatever it is, you get better at it. And the it's like a skill that you learn, you know, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And the better you get at it, the better you feel confident in yourself, because really like that's kind of what it stems down to. It's like your confidence in that particular skill, you know, like you feeling confident that you can say no to people and not feel guilty, because I think the biggest thing is that we don't want to upset people you know we want that acceptance from them we want them to to like love us to not be mad at least like that was the biggest thing for me and I think a lot of people can relate to that so that's why we're like oh I I can't say no or I can't do this because this person's going to get mad at me and then they're going to think this and they're going to do this and it's all these consequences but they're really just stories in our head and when we realize that we can change that narrative and be like well you know what like I can still say no and be, be it still means I'm a kind person. It doesn't mean that I'm mean. And I think that was the hardest thing for me because I didn't want to seem like I was mean. And you don't have to be mean to say no. You can say no and still be a nice person. And I think the more that we remind ourselves of that, we're like, okay, it's fine for me to say no. It's fine for me to put myself first. It's actually necessary for me to function my best to do that. And the people around me benefit, right? Because like, think about when you are prioritizing yourself, how good you feel when like your own needs are being met, you know, when you're feeling good, the people around you are getting the benefit of that, you know, and the people who don't want to see you happy, those are the people that you need to question whether or not they're healthy enough to have in your life. And I think that's one of the things that I learned about toxic behavior and healthy behavior.
0: Yeah. Wow. So I wasn't planning to ask this, but as you were talking, it made me think because you were such a people people pleaser. When you started to change that, did you have to find almost another way to value yourself? Because I think a lot of people pleasers get that like external, either external validation or we might see ourselves as valuable because of what we do for everybody around us. 100%. I'm actually glad that you asked that.
1: So That's the other thing, like when you are people pleasing, it is external validation, right? You get your confidence and who you are and how you feel from how people react to you. And when you don't have that, that's when like you kind of crumble inside. And I had to literally like let go of the person that I thought that I was to shift into the person that I am today. So it's kind of like you're shedding a layer. I had to learn how to validate myself internally without the external validation. So it was a process. And when I said earlier in the beginning, like it, it didn't always feel good. Like those are the parts that didn't feel good. And I, you know, when I didn't get that external validation, I really had to rely on my own like inner voice my own inner dialogue and I had to change that negative self-talk along the way and be like you know what Olivia like you are still a good person just because you said no because you didn't want to do this or you couldn't do this for this person like it doesn't make you a bad person even if that person is saying that you are it's okay and I think that that helps you also build that self-worth and your self-esteem when you start to rely on your own internal validation. But it it does take time. Like it took me a couple of years, honestly, to continuously like let go of that person that I thought I needed to be. And especially for me, like it was so like conditioned in me. Like I was parentified at a very young age. So like it was so conditioned in me that I was the the fixer. And, you know, it's it's no like surprise that I went into the field that I did to help people because internally, like it is just a natural drive for me. But when I was younger, it was kind of like forced on me. So I had to step back and say, Olivia, the only person you need to help at this point in your life is you. Cause like I was having like really bad panic attacks because I was literally like throwing everyone else's problems. I needed to fix them. I had to find the solution for them. And when I had to take a step back and be like, no, the only person you have to help right now is you. I think that that changed so much for me.
0: Wow. I don't know how you would necessarily answer this, but I'm still going to ask it. With that, having to find kind of your own internal validation, and I assume like what you said, having to like shed this other person and get to know yourself better. Do you have any advice for how to get to know yourself better and how to grow this internal validation or validate yourself without looking for external validation? I know you did talk about like self-talk and positive self-talk. So I assume that's part of it. Yeah, I I
1: think that like one of the biggest things is to honestly like explore like why you're doing it, you know, like, I mean, for me, it was like feeling back. Like, okay, why, why do I feel the need to, you know, constantly put everyone before me? Like for everyone, it's kind of different. I know there's like that root thing of like seeking acceptance and, you know, all that. But like for each individual, there's going to be something different. So it's almost like self-awareness. It's like understanding yourself and like this takes time and honestly like I had help along the way. Like I didn't figure this out by myself because I do think that we get to a point where we do have blind spots within ourselves that it's harder to see certain things that someone who's unbiased from the outside can can see for us and help us work through. So like I remember like early on in my journey, I ended up going to therapy and she kind of helped me along the way. And a lot of it was self-awareness. It was, you know, understanding like, okay, I I think I needed to also like understand like what my needs were, what are my needs and how can I meet them? Um, so I don't know if that necessarily, like, I feel like that kind of ties into like letting go of the external validation is like when you turn, inward, you forget about all that other like outside stuff. I think it's just like little by little, like doing the things for yourself and not worrying what someone else is going to say or do and doing it regardless. So it's almost like taking action towards your needs without worrying about what others are going to say or think. And I think the more I did that, the more like the stronger that that internal validation was there than seeking it from outside.
0: Oh, you already answered my next question. So I was going to ask, what would your advice be to someone like me who thinks making themselves more of a priority is wrong on some level? But I feel like you already answered that unless there's anything that comes to mind that you would like to add
1: yeah no I mean and I think the other thing too like <laughs> I wrote this down because I always thought it was like one of the funniest things and people have probably heard this all already maybe when it comes to like people pleasing and kind of like stopping that it's kind of like a mantra or whatever if you will um but you can't please everyone you're not pizza <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which, I like either,
1: that one. Like, one of my favorite foods. so I'm like oh I love that <laughs> I don't remember (laughs) where I heard that, but it always stuck with me. And I was like, it's true. Like you're never going to make everyone happy. Please everyone be what other people want you to be. But the people who are for you are going to love you and care about you and be there for you no matter what. And I think one of the most important things that I like learned on my journey with like, you know, how I used to be in a sense, when you're people pleasing, you're kind of manipulating other people. And I know that this is kind of like, it was a tough pill for me to swallow. Cause I was like, I'm not manipulative. I don't manipulate people, but it's not manipulating in necessarily like a bad way or an unhealthy way, but you are kind of like behaving and acting in ways so that people like you and, or, you know, accept you or care about you or don't get mad at you. So in a form, like it is manipulating. So when I like kept that in my head, I was like, well, I don't really necessarily want to be that person. And it kind of helped me like shift my perspective into, well, you know what, like I can actually be me. I can actually put myself first. And still give to other people around me. And the people who are my people are going to still be there at the end of the day. Like, it doesn't matter. They're not going to like dislike me suddenly or get mad at me or hate, you know, like they might feel temporarily disappointed because I'm not as accessible in the same way that I was before, but they learn to adjust and they'll be fine. And I think that's like how
0: I had to kind of view it. And I think that
1: helped me too.
0: I've definitely never thought of it that way as people pleasing being manipulative, but it is kind of like being fake a little bit because you're not being honest. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Cause if you
1: think about it, you're kind of wearing a mask in a sense, not to like bring this up because of, you know. (laughs) mask. So like you kind of have this layer to you that's like covered maybe it's not around everyone but it's around in in certain situations and things and it's to get people to not dislike you or to not be mad at you or to not reject you in some way and the more accepted you are. It's like that external validation going back to that, like the more you feel worthy. And, you know, I think that that was one of the things that I had to come to terms with that, like, I'm worthy regardless, like I can be me. I could take that mask off and people could see me for who I am. And, you know, those people, like I said before, that care about me and truly love me and support me they're still going to be there at the end of the day. You know, I don't need to hide who I am to them just to make them not be mad or not, you know, be disappointed in some way.
0: I think that's really a valuable advice. I think that it's super relatable to, I'm sure all of my listeners, that feeling of like wanting to please other people and having to like break away from it. I think you've answered my, all my questions. You do not have to say anymore, but because it just just wanted to give you the opportunity again. If there's any random stuff that you want to say that I haven't asked you about, so I just kind of wanted to
1: leave your listeners just with like a little mini recap of you know when you're thinking of prioritizing yourself and you feel um, you know guilty about it or bad about it in any way to remind yourself that like taking care of yourself or putting your needs first is self fullness, not selfishness. And, you know, being able to like fill your cup up so that you can give to the other people around you is necessary um, so that you can have like better connections and relationships with those around you and then you know i think i did mention like doing something every day for yourself like i think that's a good first step like making sure it's in your schedule 10 15 minutes a day one thing that makes you happy um that makes you feel good that fills up your cup like make sure that you're you're doing that and schedule it in so that you don't get to the end of the day and you're like i just don't have any time and then boundaries like learning healthy boundaries and that means like learning to say no in a way that's still kind, you're still being kind, even though you're not doing, you don't need to do everything and be everything for everyone to be a kind person and to be like cared about or accepted. And I think the third, like the last thing is communicating, communicating what your wants and needs in a healthy way to other people people are. I think that that's huge to make sure that your needs are also being met.
0: Thank you. That was really amazing and I think very very helpful. I feel like there's just a lot of I guess I'll say wisdom in everything you said just I, because really it's based on your experience and I think it's it's so beneficial to hear from somebody who has gone through it and gone through the transformation and done what you've done.
1: Yeah. And thank you for all of that. And, you know, it's, it's also, it's a process and it, it takes time and just be gentle with yourself. You're not supposed to be perfect. You know, it's just the more that you practice these things, the more that you are able to stand for yourself and to use your voice and to put yourself first, the easier it starts to become, but just know that like, it's okay to want to, Please other people. It's just make sure that it's not getting in the way of you taking care of you. So I think that that's like just something to remember. Like it's okay to want to give to other people, but just make sure you're prioritizing you first so that you can give to people in a healthy way and just be gentle with yourself. I think that's one of the biggest things that I can leave everyone with is be gentle with yourself. Like don't beat yourself up just because you're not doing things or you feel like you're not, you know, succeeding at this or you can't say no, or you can't set boundaries like you can, it just takes time. It's like
0: little baby steps, right? Yeah. Thank you. Welcome. (laughs) All right, friends, I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did. If you did, please share it on your social media. That would be so, so, so helpful. If you would like, please reach out to me on Instagram. I'll put my handle in the show notes below. And if you want to reach out to Olivia, her handle is at LiveLifeCoaching. I'll put that in the show notes as well. One final thing, if you really love this podcast, it would be so 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 helpful for me if you would review it so if you're listening on apple Podcasts, a five-star written review would be absolutely amazing you have my eternal gratitude if you're listening on spotify please make sure you're following spiritually free podcast thank you thank you thank you have a wonderful wonderful week love you guys bye